mourners continue to pour into Westminster and the queue, which had grown to eight kilometres, has now reached capacity and we've just heard that no one will, will be able to join that queue for six hours. And the focus in London is starting to turn towards the Queen's state funeral at Westminster Abbey on Monday. It will be one of the largest ceremonial events staged in Britain since World War II. And apparently there will be some personal touches from the Queen herself. One of the things she requested is the playing of a lament by her piper. Well, RNZ's Corin Dan is back in the thick of it in Westminster. Kia ora, Colin. Corin. Kia ora. I've actually moved slightly. I'm just by the. I'm with the queue down on South Bank, not far from Westminster, uh, kind of next to the South Bank skate park. If there's any skaters out there that are familiar with that, and the queue snakes all along the waterfront there. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, as I say, as you were saying, I've shut it off for a while now because. People seem to be seeing it on television and flooding in from all parts of the country, and it is just quite something to behold, really, in this part of London anyway. But uh, as you say, the things are shifting slowly, but it's a, it's a pretty pretty upbeat a- atmosphere down here, really. People are, are making a big deal of it, really. This is going to go on all weekend. When will, it be, when will the shut-off be? When will they say, well, I'm sorry, but you can't go? 6, 6 a.m. Monday morning UK time, and it, but it may be earlier because they'll have to make sure they get all those through. So they'll be, they'll be trying to assess that, how many they can get through. Um, it's interesting that a lot of the dignitaries, of course, uh, don't have to worry about the queuing so much. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern due to go through today, uh, UK time, uh, probably in a few hours' time. So that's probably, if there's any eagle eyes out there on the live stream, if you've got that up on the old phone and you're still up, I think it would be about, my guess is it would be around 1am New Zealand time that she goes through, but exactly when you'd probably <laughs> have to be, you know, pretty eagle-eyed to spot her. So the, some of the dignitaries do. I think the Governor-General uh, has just been, has been through. I just can't remember. I was just at the press conference with her. She certainly uh, is or has been, uh, is or is going to go through. So, I mean, it, there are differing degrees, but uh, yeah. I mean, the focus in some ways now is shifting, for New Zealand anyway, in terms of our representation. Big contingent here with all those New Zealanders chosen, the, the Victoria Cross holder and Willie Apiata, uh, the Commonwealth Secretary, former Commonwealth Secretary General Don McKinnon and others, people like that. They're all starting to gather in New Zealand, coming in, and there's lots of functions going on and various other bits and bobs to make sure that everything's uh, sorted out for them. Uh, now, we learned today that uh, Dame Cindy Kiro uh, the Governor-General has, in fact, had a conversation with the King. It was by phone uh, just a, a wee while ago, and she just wanted to say that he, wa- he, he really wanted to express uh, how much uh, New Zealand, he appreciated the condolences from New Zealand and how, uh, how much that had meant to them and that he looked forward to visiting New Zealand at some point, but there's certainly no dates or anything like like that or any idea of when that would be. But she made a point to reiterate that he had said how much he valued New Zealand and valued the um, relationship and that sort of thing. So uh, that was interesting. She's got a pretty busy schedule. So does the Prime Minister. The Prime Minister probably right now is meeting with Prince William out at Windsor. So that will be interesting to find out what was talked about there. We'll find out in a few hours' time. And, of course, King Charles was over in Wales completing the the visit to all the uh, parts of the nations. So he'd been, of course, to Northern Ireland and Scotland uh, earlier on in the week. So he's visiting Wales uh, at some point today as well. So plenty going on. Plenty. And the New Zealand Defence Force, I've got quite a few of their numbers stationed in the UK. And they've been rehearsing their part in the funeral procession? 
yeah, they're buzzing. They're absolutely buzzing about this. 24 of them, they are going to be marching at the front of the funeral procession when it comes out of the Abbey, down the mall, uh, the mall and on the way out through Wellington Arch off to Windsor. So they have a role at the front there with a whole, uh, a large grouping of those um, realm countries. So we're learning more and more about the realm countries, the 14 countries plus uh, New Zealand that have the, um, the, the 14 countries that have the head of state as the, the king is the head of state. Now they, I guess, take a little bit more precedence over other nations. And we're learning too that uh, Dame Cindy Kiro and the prime minister are likely to be at the second service with the 14 uh, realm countries, head of state countries, uh, after the main service. So that's that's pretty interesting. The main service, remember, at Westminster Abbey, that's 2,000 people. That's the world leaders. That's that's everybody in that sense. And then there's another service out at Windsor, which is with 800. And then there's the private uh, committal uh, next to Philip uh, in the chapel out at Windsor. So there's quite a process to get through. And the New Zealanders are doing their best because the logistics around organising all these different countries and world leaders for the British um, is, you know, just a matrix to try and figure out. Yeah, phenomenal. Corin, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. RNZ's Corin Dan in Westminster. 29 minutes past 10. And you may have noticed that the local body election pick and mix is on again. Uh, voting for local body elections is open today, so it's our turn now to cast our vote for one or several of the myriad of people we see, but we may not have any idea who they are on the election hoardings. So how can you vote for someone on the strength of a grinning face or a one-line promise? And who really has the time to do the research needed? It's the same every election. There hasn't been much of a turnaround when it comes to uh, 